Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Attention to the feud between Jimmy Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> this um, this all started when Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show on ESPN previously and was talking about Jimmy Kimmel in relation to the Epstein list coming out. A lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that doesn't. <laughs> so yeah, implying that somehow or other Jimmy Kimmel was involved in the pedophile ring or the underage girls and the flame. Somehow or other that he was associated with this. Jimmy Kimmel, in response, goes on a um, a long, long seven-minute tirade. On, it was long for a monologue. Uh, tirade explaining why it's inappropriate, it's wrong, there's nothing there, I didn't do it, I, I'm not on the list, as is not surprising anybody who knows me. And then lit up Aaron Rodgers over... The what he's saying is probably something like slander. But here's the thing. I spent years doing sports. I've seen guys like him before. Aaron Rodgers has a very high opinion of himself. Because he had success on the football field, he believes himself to be an extraordinary being. He genuinely thinks that because God gave him the ability to throw a ball, he's smarter than everyone else. The idea that his brain is just average is unfathomable to him. We learned during COVID, somehow he knows more about science than scientists. A guy who went to community college, then got into Cal on a football scholarship and didn't graduate, someone who never spent a minute studying the human body is an expert in the field of immunology. He just put on a, he put on a magic helmet and that G made him a genius. It's, Aaron got two A's on his report card. They were both in the word Aaron, okay? And can you imagine? And it, I mean, he went on and on. And can you imagine that this hamster-brained man thinks he knows what the government is up to because he's a quarterback doing research on YouTube and listening to podcasts? I looked it up. This is actually a thing. It's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. The Dunning-Kruger effect is a cognitive bias in which people with limited competence in a particular domain, overestimate their abilities. In other words, Aaron Rodgers is too arrogant to know how ignorant he is. <laughs> they let him host Jeopardy for two weeks. Now he knows everything. And by the way, I'm not one of those people who thinks athletes and members of the sports media should stick to talking about sports. I think Aaron Rodgers has the right to express any opinion he wants to. But saying someone is a pedophile is not an opinion nor is it trash talk sorry pat mcafee and by the way it's kind of he, he's really close to a problem here right because he has on actors and rockers and celebrities and sports people on his show and lets them you know pretends that they're important significant people with important significant opinions to share which they're not really qualified for this so the standard he's running on the one hand about you know expert capability is not really a consistent standard for him. And as far as the, well, you say things about people all the time argument goes, yes, I do. It's not the same. It's not even close to the same. We say a lot of things on this show. We don't make up lies. In fact, we have a team of people who work very hard to sift through facts and reputable sources before I make a joke. And that's an important distinction. 
a joke about someone, even when that someone is Donald Trump, even a person <laughs> who lies from the minute he wakes up until the minute he's smearing orange makeup on his my pillow at night. Is that something you fact-check? And we give it to him because the truth still matters. Really, it does? <laughs> Are you sure it does? Because I have listened to a lot of your monologues, and I would not say they're particularly well-tethered to the truth. And when I do get something wrong, which happens on rare occasions, you know what I do? I apologize for it, which is what Aaron Rodgers should do, which is what a decent person would do, but I bet he won't. If he does, you know what I'll do? I'll accept his apology and move on. Good. Good. Now, Aaron Rodgers, for his part, went back on Pat McAfee and denied it. I'm not stupid enough to accuse you of that with absolutely zero evidence, uh, concrete evidence. It, that's ridiculous. So I'm glad, and I think we can agree on something, is that, uh, one, those crimes are heinous. Also? I was referring to the fact that if there is a list, which, again, this hasn't come out yet. This was just a deposition, right? And there are names on it. And he went on and said, don't say this stuff in my name. And we were lied to about COVID. And I think it's impressive that a man who went to uh, Arizona State and has 10 uh, joke writers can read off a prompter. Yeah, not the, the best of zingers ever, but uh, that's his response back. So, And I think he's been banned off of Pat McAfee's show, as I think the latest development in all of this. The one thing I would say is that Aaron, Aaron Rodgers was wrong for saying what he said. You shouldn't imply somebody's engaged in that kind of activity. Um, but it does seem a bit weird to me to get so stridently angry about exaggerations or ridicule or satire or whatever if you're somebody like Jimmy Kimmel because he does it all the time, he says with a team of lawyers. And I agree, there's a little bit more filter on him than on Aaron Rodgers. But this notion that somehow the lawyers make everything he says reliable, mm, sorry, son, you're not correct about that. The uh, Coming up in just a minute, we'll have the Transgressive Memorial Service. Before that, Jake's got traffic on the fives seeing any major slowdowns or accidents to report as of yet this morning. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing smoothly. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. No slowdowns on Cervantes. Chase Street, Gregory Street, Garden Street, Palafox, all checking in clear. Uh, this traffic report is brought to you by New South Windows Solutions. This Saturday only, New South sale event from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Receive 40% off windows and doors. Bring in your measurements before noon for an additional 5% off. New South Windows Solutions. If you've seen Anything out there slowing you down, let me know. 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru. The men and women here at Anderson Subaru are committed to the Subaru Love Promise, a promise between us and our communities, a promise to make the Gulf Coast a better place to live, to work, and to play. And we're proud of what we've accomplished. From our ongoing support of the Pensacola Breast Cancer Association and Ascension Sacred Heart to volunteering with Feeding the Gulf Coast, we've conducted clothing drives for loaves and fishes and charity auctions for Gulf Coast Kids House, and we support Sherwood Elementary School in multiple ways. We're committed to the pets in our communities, too. By supporting dog adoption events with Phoenix Rising Rescue, Barktoberfest with Pensacola Humane Society, and Potty Gras with Wolfgang Park and Bruce. And the love continues. Through donations, volunteering, and monetary support, Anderson Subaru is making a difference in the lives of our neighbors and our community. The Subaru Love Promise. That's a promise we intend to keep. At Anderson Subaru Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola. Online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Change. Positive change is happening all around us. Greater Pensacola is growing. 
And that's why I joined the Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce. Join us. The Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce. We believe local businesses are the cornerstone of a great community. The cost of health care is all in the news. Tune in Tuesday morning at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel as ProHealth will be the guest and will be discussing how ProHealth medical membership programs can help you take out the stress and cost of health care. That's Tuesday morning at 10 as ProHealth will be the guest on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620. What'd you do this time, Brad? I'm in the doghouse after my hunting trip last weekend. Yeah, I was too. I blew off our date. How'd you get out of the doghouse? Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. I got her a gift card. It took three minutes at swmedspa.com. She booked it this Saturday. Saturday? So nine holes then? Tea time's at eight. To enjoy a hassle-free guys weekend, treat her to a gift card from Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. Follow Stillwater's on Facebook or Instagram to enter contests and win great prizes. Or visit swmedspa.com. Pensacola right now with Joe and Austin. It's like headline news for radio. Every day, 4 to 7 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today for the transgressor's memorial service. Remembering those who have transgressed against the great spirit of inclusion and must forever be cast into the abyss of dead names. Let's join Brother Andrew, remembering those who we have lost. Our first remembrance is for the Hitler Beetle. No, not the Volkswagen we all know, but the sightless, amber-colored carabid that lives in a few damp caves in Slovenia. Discovered by Vladimir Kodrik in 1932 and sent to his friend Oskar Scheibel, who promised to name it for Kodrik, Scheibel instead delayed naming it until 1937, at which time he officially registered it as Anophthalmus Hitleri, which he said was, quote, given to Reich Chancellor Adolf Hitler as an expression of my admiration, end quote. As you obviously understand, it is unconscionable that any modern scientific convention would allow anything to be named for the Fuhrer, especially in a field as esteemed and prestigious as entomology. But yet, the International Commission on Zoological Nomenclature has said they oppose adopting a new name because they say that changing the names of species due to shifting cultural fashions would result in massive confusion. Of course, we know that our entire religion is founded on the importance of changing names due to shifting cultural fashion. The Commission also notes that the incentive to discover new species might be blunted by the loss of the right to name them forever, but this is nonsense, and the power to name has only led to the most absurd examples. Hibertia scandens, an Australian flower named for George Hibbert, a transatlantic slave trader. Hypopta Mussolini, a Libyan moth named for the fascist Italian dictator. And Neopalpa Donald Trumpi, a micro-moth named after the former president. And in case you think this is a small or trivial problem, let it be known just how many celebrity-related names for insects there are, all of which could be problematic eventually. There's a Taylor Swift millipede, a Beyonce horsefly, and a James Brown mite. Prince, RuPaul, Roger Federer, Greta Thunberg, and Arnold Schwarzenegger all have namesake flies. Harrison Ford, Barack Obama, and the indie band Radiohead have ants. Michelle Obama, Bono, Angelina Jolie, David Bowie, Johnny Cash, Hugh Jackman, and appropriately Tobey Maguire all have spiders named for them. 
Jackie Chan and Shakira both have wasps, ironically, despite neither of them being white or Protestant. Jackie Chan also has a lizard namesake. Celebrity beetle names are so common they almost aren't even worth listing, but Stephen Colbert, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jon Stewart, Novak Djokovic, Liv Tyler, and Kate Winslet all have ones. Kate, uh, King Charles has a frog, awkwardly named Hyloscardus Prince Charles I, as if the name giver never believed he would ascend to the throne. Ozzy Osbourne also has a frog. And there's a moth for Mel Gibson, lichens for Dolly Parton and Oprah Winfrey, a crustacean for Bob Marleymon, a shrimp for Pink Floyd, a mite for Jennifer Lopez, and most recently, a tree hopper for Lady Gaga. And in case you think it's only about historical personages and celebrities, the founder of modern taxonomy himself, Carl Linnaeus, had some kind of fixation since he named a mollusk Penicillus penis and an earwig Labia minor. Surely you can see there are some names we should take a mulligan on. I think it's fair to say that the world will continue spinning on its axis if we tidy up some or all of those, perhaps doing as the American Ornithological Society recently decided and renaming all birds away from personal namesakes to functional descriptors instead. Yes, it's high time for the Hitler beetle to go away and instead make it perhaps the, cited, the alternately cited brown Slovenian cave beetle. Woe unto all who offend. Second, Gabriel Attal, the education minister for France, who recently got everything wrong after Muslim students and teachers were upset about a classroom lecture on the famous painting by Giuseppe Cesari depicting Diana and Aceton, a Renaissance work that clearly shows several naked women being approached by a fully clothed man. Instead of siding with the traumatized middle schoolers and the outraged parents as he should have, Minister Attal instead defended the teacher assuring the faculty that any student who continued to complain against him would themselves be disciplined. Now, of course, we recognize there is some tension here because we ourselves advocate for discarding all the traditional sexual norms, including those ridiculous taboos against nudity and pornography, precisely because we do not believe God made people. We do not believe the human body is sacred or special in any particular way. Thus, being naked, as naked as our fellow animals, is perfectly natural and normal. But of course the Muslims don't take this view. So to have Muslims complain about something we think is okay puts us in a bit of a quandary. However, we resolve this by reference to the first dictum of wokeology. Thou shalt always sideth with whomever is most offended, unlesseth that person be a Christian. So if there are Christians in the room, let it all hang out and chastise them for their primitive values. But if there are Muslims in the room, cover everything up as a way of promoting diversity, equity, and inclusion. All hail the holy DEI. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. Finally, we celebrate the good work being done by the Wokalites at USA Boxing after their recent announcement that transgender female fighters who were unlucky enough to have been identified male at birth but now identify as women will be allowed to box against cisgender female fighters who have always identified as women. Now, of course, there are several qualifications, such as having received gender reassignment surgery, undergoing regular hormone testing, and showing adequately low testosterone levels for a long time. Now, even though we think USA Boxing is going in the right direction, we actually object to these tests because they commit a fundamental error. They clearly imply that there are some transgender female boxers who are more legitimately female than others, as if those women who have not had surgery performed or who do not demonstrate low T are somehow not really women compared to those who can check these boxes. Of course, we know that the only thing that matters in gender identity is the belief of the person. 
And if a person with male genitalia and male testosterone levels nonetheless says she's a woman, well, she should be able to box as a woman. This two-tier caste system of trans women plus and trans women minus is insulting to all those sincere trans ladies out there still trapped within their fully male bodies. But aside from this error, we do heartily celebrate this barrier-breaking decision by USA Boxing. Finally, athletes identified male at birth can shatter the amethyst ceiling and box according to their gender. After all, you can't have true gender equality until female boxers have the right to get beaten up in the ring by formerly male boxers. In fact, that's how we'll know that we've arrived at the rainbow gates of our gender eradication utopia, when all of society celebrates the beauty of former men hitting current women for sport. Good for you, USA Boxing. Way to lean into the punch for all of us. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. Before you depart today, dear Otherin, please stretch out your hands toward Brother Kevin, who this week inadvertently referred to the Washington Commanders by their former team name in a heated moment of football argumentation with a fellow fan. He feels just awful about it. He has already performed the prescribed penance of planting 14 tree saplings in his local park. So now, say after me. We forgive thee, Kevin. Welcome back into the fold of the self-righteous. May your virtue signal more clearly forevermore. Amen. Refreshments this week are provided by Hemp and Haw, the all-natural organic low-THC emporium and comedy club, this week serving us gluten-free unbleached natural wheat flour biscuits smothered in patchouli essential oil gravy and vegan sausage made with conflict-free spices. You can really taste the whole spectrum of flavors, man. And now, brethren, sistren, and otherin, having been cleansed of these hurtful words, give each other the holy virtue signal and go forth and transgress no more. 628 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, somewhat satirical. Uh, Jake has got our traffic on the fives. Jake? All right, we're looking pretty good out there on the roadways. Checking the maps here. I'm not seeing any accidents reported by FHP or FDOT. Uh, not seeing any major slowdowns on the maps here. Looks like 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing smoothly. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. If you're coming out of Milton this morning on Highway 90, you're looking good all the way through Pace on into town. And uh, Highway 29 south through Cantonment, no accidents reported. If you see anything out there, let me know. 437-1620. This traffic report is brought to you by Executive Landscaping. Executive Landscaping, call us today for all your commercial and premium landscaping needs. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Well, get ready for some extremely cold weather. Forecasters warning that an Arctic blast uh, of sub-freezing air is going to be hitting the uh, lower 48 states next week. Uh, could set records, they say, for daily low temperatures. Uh, they're saying in the northern plains they'll see temperatures 60 degrees below normal for this time of year. In our area, we are expecting uh, the temperatures to drop down uh, overnight lows into the 20s and highs in the 40s next week. Google cutting several hundred jobs across the country as they continue to push for efficiency. The layoffs will impact hardware and engineering teams. And uh, all eyes on California today. They're unveiling a quieter supersonic plane that's going to be tested. Uh, and uh, they're expecting to be testing that for several years. Oh, outstanding. I'll, I'll take it. David, thanks so much for the update. Coming up in just a minute, we'll talk to uh, State Representative for District 2, Alex Andrade, about session, resuming our weekly uh, follow-ups with him about what's going on in the legislature and tracking some of the bills, including that HB1 and HB3 signature legislation for the House. 
News. I'm Gianna Gelosi. Iran backed Houthi rebels vowed to respond to U.S. led military strikes in Yemen. At least 60 targets were hit at 16 Houthi militant locations. President Biden stated that these strikes carried out in partnership with the U.K. and other countries sends a clear message that the U.S. will not tolerate hostile actors compromising personnel safety and upending free navigation in the Red Sea. Fox's Alexandria Hoff. Des Moines, Iowa, already coated in snow as a massive winter storm makes its way over the plains into the Midwest days before the caucuses. But this Republican voter says... The weather has never stopped us. I mean, even blizzards, uh, cold, uh, rain, snow, it doesn't make any difference. The caucuses kick off Monday. President Biden canceling student loans for those who are enrolled in the SAVE plan, took out less than $12,000 in loans and have been in repayment for 10 years. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. 631 at News Radio 923. Right now it is 60 degrees and mostly cloudy skies this morning in Pensacola. I'm David Wayne. Uh, we do have an update on yesterday's shooting at a shopping mall in Mobile. Police there say nobody was hurt during this incident. Uh, reportedly, two men got into an argument. This happened at the shops at Bel Air. Both men pulled guns and began shooting at each other and uh, reportedly then fled the scene. Nobody was hurt and no arrests have been made as of yet. That Pensacola dentist who was previously convicted of inappropriately touching patients and employees is now going to spend some time in prison after violating terms of his probation, then lying about it. According to the PNJ, Charles Stamatolis was sentenced to two years in state prison on a felony perjury charge following a brief hearing over his mental state. In the end, Judge Coleman Robinson detailed a pattern of lying to protect himself in addition to the battery convictions. Last January, you may recall, Stamatolis traveled to Mobile to purchase a car with his wife, but told the judge there was a family emergency. As a condition of his release agreement at the time, Stamatolis had to remain in Escambia or Santa Rosa counties unless he got permission, which he did not prior to his visit to Mobile. Stamatolis has served separate sentences of eight and nine months in connection to his battery cases. Joe Ford, News Radio 92.3. Thank you very much, Joe. A group of controversial House Republicans are pushing Speaker Mike Johnson to renegotiate the terms of his spending deal with Senate Democrats. Members of the House Freedom Caucus met with Johnson yesterday to express their opposition to the agreement announced earlier this week. I felt the consensus coming out of that discussion is that we House conservatives are not going to tolerate a government funding bill while the border is open. You have to shut down the border or we will shut down the government. Congressman Matt Gates is among those that want Johnson to walk away from the agreement, inc- increasing the odds of a government shutdown in the coming weeks. Johnson says he's made no commitments to conservatives, but the discussions are ongoing. An effort to attract more doctors to the state moving forward in Tallahassee. A state Senate committee yesterday passing two bills, SB 7016, would fund medical residency programs an effort to entice young doctors to stay here in Florida. SB 1718 offers low-interest loans for innovative health efforts. The full Senate could vote on those two bills next week. Uh, New video may hurt the self-defense claims of a model accused of murder. OnlyFans model Courtney Clenny has a hearing today in Miami-Dade County, the 27-year-old charged with second-degree murder for stabbing Christian Abumet... Abumaselli, 
uh, to death two years ago. She claims it was in self-defense. The two were in a relationship that lawyers for both sides say repeatedly got physical. Video released yesterday by Abumseli's family lawyer shows Clenny hitting him while they were on a trip in Colorado. The Abumseli family uh, attorney says that Clenny's behavior in that video was consistent with how she acted throughout the relationship. But Clenny's lawyer says there's evidence that Abumseli was was the aggressor at times, uh, including the night that Clenny fatally stabbed him. It is 635 at News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives. Not seeing any major slowdowns or accidents to report as of yet this morning. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. Highway 98 eastbound and westbound through Gulf Breeze and Navarre. You're looking good there. Uh, coming out of Milton this morning, if you're uh, headed through Pace, you've got nothing slowing you down there on uh, the curve to Scenic and into Pensacola, nothing there. Uh, if you see anything out there slowing you down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thank you very much, Jakes. Let's uh, get a look at our Channel 3 weather forecast this morning. We are going to be seeing a chance of showers and thunderstorms as you go through the late morning, early afternoon. A few storms could be strong, high near 72 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping into the 30s, 35 degrees for your low. As you head into the weekend, sunshine does return. 53 degrees for your high on Saturday. Saturday night, temperatures dropping near 38. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right now, it is 60 in Pensacola. 59 in Gulf Breeze and 59 in Milton. Your next news at 7. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. A class action lawsuit has been filed against aircraft manufacturer Boeing on behalf of multiple passengers aboard the Alaska Airlines plane that suffered a mid-flight blowout. The six passengers allege the event physically injured some and emotionally traumatized most, if not all, aboard. All Boeing 737 MAX 9 aircrafts are grounded indefinitely as the FAA conducts safety inspections. And more on air travel. Delta Airlines closed out 2023 by doubling its quarterly profit from October to December thanks to high international travel demand. The airline says it expects revenue in the first quarter of 2024 to increase up to 6% year over year. Still, the company's full-year profit outlook was below the previous forecast, and the stock fell 5% in pre-market trading. Futures are slightly lower. Yesterday, the Dow Industrials were up 15, and the NASDAQ barely, barely nudged. That's your Muddy Now. Start the new year off with a bang of big savings during the Omaha Steaks end-of-season event. You can stock up on all your favorites and get 50% off site-wide. That's 50% off incredible steaks like their legendary Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon or sink your teeth into their memorable Butcher's Cut Top Sirloin. Just go to omahasteaks.com. Plus, when you use code QUALITY at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. From perfectly aged tender steaks to juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and classic comfort meals, Every bite is guaranteed perfect. For a limited time, get 50% off site-wide. Plus, save an extra $30 when you use promo code QUALITY at checkout. Start the new year off right and warm up your winter with tender steaks and hearty home-cooked favorites from Omaha Steaks. All 50% off with their end-of-season event. Make sure to enter the promo code QUALITY at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. 
Is your house making you sick? If you have high indoor humidity levels due to excess moisture, it could be. High humidity levels cause mold, mildew, and bacterial growth, among other things, and are very hazardous to your health. If you have condensation on your vents or windows, blistering paint, or cupping hardwood floors, it's time to call Southern Climate Solutions. They'll customize a permanent solution to control your indoor environment, eliminating the hazards of high humidity and excess moisture. Find them online at southernclimatesolutions.com. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. Hey, Pensacola, get ready for a midday delight that will have you hooked. Weekdays from 11 until 2 on News Radio Pensacola. Tune in to the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins are their dynamic trio that will keep you entertained, informed, and laughing out loud during your lunch break. They dish out the hottest topics, bring you the latest news, and deliver their unique blend of humor and insight that will have you coming back for more. It's the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show on News Radio Pensacola on 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. Florida threw away my best porno mag. Or at least it can feel that way if you're a kid these days. You know, you can't look online for pornography if HB3 passes. You can't have social media accounts if HB1 passes, both of which I support. Uh, but we'll talk about it. So it's a little adapted version of the Beastie Boys here this morning. State Representative Alex Andrade for District 2. That is the, you know, basically the waterfront portions of Santa Rosa County and the southern half of Escambia County. Uh, Alex, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. Hey, good to have you. So let's let's just talk, before we get into some of the particular bills, uh, opening week of session, always a kind of a momentous pomp and circumstance occasion. You had uh, a lot of speeches, a lot of people expressing their viewpoints, and the, you know, the governor also reminding us that he's running for president. So uh, <laughs> what did you think of the speeches this week? Um, yeah, I... You might you might not uh, fully appreciate the joke, but uh, normally I view it as like a, an away game for church for me. I'm I'm a Baptist, and um, you know when these when these speeches like are back to back to back, I I did a tally of the number of times I had to stand up and sit down to clap and applaud and stuff, and I think the number ultimately was like 45, 45 times. So I felt like I was in Catholic church, um, you know, on Tuesday. Um, but it was also, I mean, it's fun, you know, you, you have your family there and stuff. And, uh, it was my first time taking my daughter on the floor. So it was, oh, it nice. was just a nice, sweet moment and the speeches. Yeah. I mean, Governor Santos talked about his achievements. Um, um, you know, it's, it's, it's nice when he talks about some of the stuff, you know, you had a direct role in and, you know, so that's, that's always humbling and nice. And, you know, speaker Renner did, but he laid out a, a, a clear path of what he wants to achieve in his, uh, his second legislative session. I'm excited to go help him do it. You know, one of the things um, I, I, we've been talking about it this morning, this HB one, and, and I'm not going to get to HB three quite today, but uh, one is the one that says no social media accounts for anybody under the age of 16. 
Uh, regardless, I mean, period, across the board. You can't parental opt-in. You can't have influencers making money. Nothing for anybody under the age of 16. I was sort of in favor of this bill until I listened to the committee, and now I am completely in favor of this bill. Naming it HB1 is a—I mean, this is a big swing for the legislature, first of its kind in, this, in the nation, right? Uh, Andrew, honestly, I, I would—I I believe that it is, but I couldn't give you the— the specific details about why I think, I think there's going to be a lot of hurdles. Um, you know, HB one, HB three, HB three deals more with, you know, restrictions on age restrictions on, uh, pornography, um, uh, accessing it online. I think that that one will have an easier time of it because other States have already done that. Right. Alabama, for verification requirements. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to the social media one, um, uh, I still have to wrap my head around exactly how that's going to be implemented um, and how we, we make sure that, you know, it's good policy. Um, I don't think that anyone would say anyone would disagree that social media has become a scourge. Um, uh, it is, it's absolutely harmful to the mental health of, of, you know, adolescents and young people. I mean, shoot, it's harmful to the mental health of adults. Um, so I don't think anyone can disagree with that. Um, but you know, when you're coming up with a new idea for the first time, just trying to game out the unintended consequences is something that, um, I still haven't really dedicated the brain power to just cause I've been working so much on the budget. No, that makes sense. And I, I, I also have cautions, even though I, I think I love so much the goal that, you know, I'm willing to yeah. forgive it for some of the mechanics. And, you know, I this is weirdly one of those cases where I'm willing to try something rather than continuing to do nothing. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you, and I have those concerns. I think the bill will probably evolve significantly as it goes through uh, committees. One of the things that uh, we've been talking quite a bit about, and this is, of course, related to stuff that you're working on in the legislature, the dispos- disposition of the former Baptist Hospital property. You have been one of the key players, uh, D- Doug Broxson, Senator Broxson has been one of the key players in arranging funding for this. The way I understand it is $8 million, but that's contingent on the mayor actually promising to use the money to demolish the building, right? Well, no, not promising to demolish the building even. Um, and I, and I think Senator Braxton and I are, um, I mean, we're on the same page as far as we're, we're still going to work on trying to get funding. Unfortunately, the, the appropriation as it was submitted, um, to, to the legislature from the city, um, I, I could not in good conscience go pursue that form, uh, with the city refusing to say they're going to actually just take possession of the land. I don't care what they do with the land. Demolish buildings, don't demolish buildings, dedicate the full funding to just landscaping. If they think that's the best use of the land, go do that. I don't care about that. But you're asking the state to be first money in and contribute 50% of the overall cost to demolish um, those buildings that's been estimated. And you refuse to just tell me, look me in the eye, and say, yes, I'm committed if you get this money to taking possession of the land. Um, I don't care how else you structure the other 50%, but you're asking the state to take on 50% and you're still reserving the right just to walk away and act like the state cares more than the city about this project. If, if I, I am confident saying if the county was the one pursuing this project, the county would have already committed to me made the simple commitment of saying, yeah, if you get us $8 million, we'll take possession of the land. Um, 
you know, there's it, it's not a very hard requirement or request, and it's one that I need to be a good taxpayer, you know, a good steward of taxpayer dollar at my level. Um, it's also one that I need to make sure that I'm never caught out as a liar, you know, with my colleagues in the legislature. So because of that, I can't pursue that form, um, that project appropriation request. Um, but that doesn't mean that Senator Braxton and I aren't dedicated to getting funding. Um, I think we will still get funding. It'll just be a slightly different, slightly more difficult route. Okay. Well, let's come back to this in just a second, because what you said is pretty significant, if I hear you properly. Let's get traffic in here. Uh, Jake has got traffic on the fives. Well, no major slowdowns or accidents to report. I do have a vehicle crash just popping up on the map as we went to this break. That's at East Hope Drive and Old Palafox, North Old Palafox Highway. Um, there's vehicle crash with roadblock there. So East Hope Drive and North Palafox Highway. Uh, also, uh, let's see here. I-10 and I-110 look like they're at posted speeds. 98, 90, 29 coming into town. You're looking good. If you see anything out there, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker. Traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Back to Alex Andrade, state representative for District 2. Okay, so on the Baptist deal, the, what I hear you saying is as follows. Um, the state, you and Senator Broxson can get $8 million if Mayor Reeves commits to acquiring the property with that money. Whatever he does with the property is up to the city. They don't have to promise to demolish it, but they do have to promise to acquire the property with that money. That would, my interpretation, mean that the letter of intent signed by Baptist in the city is not adequate yet. The mayor has not yet said that satisfactorily to your ears. And unless he says that, you're, you can't run the current version of the request. Um, and that's what we're basically waiting on before you can get the money for the city. Did I, am I basically right about that? Well, well the, the one caveat is... Um, that I think we're still going to be pursuing money. I've already talked to Senator Broxton about this. We're still pursuing some funding. It'll just be, you know, more, more disjointed in that pursuit. But yeah, uh, on the front end, yes, the mayor could take out a pink crayon right on a kitchen napkin, say, I will take the land if the state funds seven, eight million dollars in the budget for acquiring the land. And that would be satisfactory. But there's, there's, I think, like a, a hang-up in, um, you know, the negotiation style where, you know, if, if your only tactic is you're the one most willing to walk away, well, that's not a good tactic when you're procuring state funds. I need to know that you actually care about the project. I don't care that you're trying to go squeeze more out of the county than you're willing to give from the city. I don't care that you're trying to squeeze more out of Baptist than you're trying to, like, fund out of the city. Um, I only care that if I give you 50% of the whole cost, you're actually going to do the project. I don't, I don't want to be wasting my time when I have hundreds of other people asking me for funds and they're willing to commit to actually using the funds for their intended purpose. And I, I assume you've conveyed this problem to the mayor directly. I, I mean, I would assume, based on everything I yep. know about you, that you've not come on the radio and make this announcement uh, as, as a form of negotiating or demanding. This is something you've obviously covered with him and somehow in this have, process, he been, hasn't he hasn't answered you satisfactorily. The first meeting we had on this was late May, early June in 2023. Um, and I said at that meeting, well, this is all contingent on the city owning the land. Your CDBG funding in $5 million, you, you, it's contingent on uh, your ability to spend that is contingent upon you owning the land. So just, yeah, get me an MOU or a letter of intent that says you're going to own land if we get you this money, and we'll go get you the money. 
and then July, August, September, October, November, December, now we're in January, and I still don't have a one-sentence if-then statement from the city. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I I have to ask the mayor, you know, but I, it sounds to me like you've it's not just that one mention, but you've probably brought this up with him since then and still not that, like you say, that one napkin with crayon on it even would be adequate. So, okay. All right. Repeatedly, but at the, at the same time, I don't, I don't want this conversation to leave without, um, like, making sure everybody understands. I've, I've conveyed this to, the, you know, D.C. as well. We're still going to work to get the funding. It's just not making our jobs easier. Okay, I what I my ears hear the project is in jeopardy. That's what my ears hear, um, and it sounds like a relatively easy fix. Even though I think I understand DC's reluctance uh, because of the you know the worry about increased costs down yeah. the road. Right? That's he's saying. What if the project balloons to twenty or twenty five? Now we're on the hook for a massive chunk of change. And but I get your point of view too that the state I, I, can't I, the state can't be more committed than the city. Well, and I and I totally understand his concerns and his misgivings. I you know that. The, those are completely understandable. He's got a different perspective from his vantage point at, at city hall. Um, like that's completely understandable. No harm, no foul. I don't blame you. I'm happy to go work on the millions of dollars. The city's asking for every other project they're asking for. It's just on, on, this is the only one that they won't commit to actually using the funds for the intended purpose. Okay. And, and that's the only reason why I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, that's the only reason why there's some frustration here. It's just you're you're asking me for millions of dollars for the airport, and you're committing to using that money if we get it for you to use it on the airport. Right. I just need the same commitment on this. Okay. Well, like I said, we will talk with him about it, and um, I, you know, and and I appreciate. I'm sure the both of you see both of your sides, and then you know the question is, well, is the decision going to be made to make the promise to use the money that way? Otherwise, we're going to have to do it this a, a little bit different way. Uh, Alex Andrade, he is our state representative for District 2. Alex, I always appreciate the time, and I appreciate the work that you do in Tallahassee on our behalf for the mounds and mounds and mounds of gold that they give you for being a state representative. Uh, <laughs> and, and the challenge of having to drive away from your newborn and uh, <laughs> all of that. Uh, thank you so much for the time, sir. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, Andrew. 652 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. If uh, you need to do a project around the house, home improvement, remodel, whatever the case may be, Pensacola Hardware, go there. Not just get your supplies there. That's true. Get your stuff there for sure. But also get your advice there because, you know, sometimes you go into a hardware store and you feel like, man, do I want to ask the clerk? Do I not want to ask the clerk? Will they know more than I know? Will they mislead me? Is it going to be reliable? Uh, It's not worth it. You know, you kind of have that internal conversation. When you go to Pensacola Hardware, not a problem. Not a problem. They will know. They will be able to help. They will give you good advice. May not be the advice you want to hear, but it'll be the advice you need to hear, right? That's the idea. The oldest business in the entire state of Florida since 1851, Pensacola Hardware, right downtown at 20 East Gregory Street. Advertising, marketing, digital marketing. These are words you hear a lot about, but what exactly do they mean? How do you get started? Where do you get started? Well, you can start by tuning in to the Pensacola Expert Panel, Monday morning at 1030. Join me, Tasca King. I'll show you how to navigate the changing and fast-growing landscape of digital advertising. Monday morning at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620.
Hey, Escambia. Today, ECUA is talking trash. Specifically, bulk waste. July 1st, 2023, bulk service changed to call for pickup. Schedule a pickup by calling the ECUA Customer Service Department anytime before 2 p.m. on the day prior to your normal pickup day. Bulk pickup is still included at no additional charge. Schedule a free bulk waste or special pickup for construction debris for an additional fee. Call customer service at 850-476-0480. More information at ecua.fl.gov. Know what to throw, 850 850- Gulf Coast businesses are set to lose over $10 million this month. I'm Nathan with Data Revolution, and this is your Cybersecurity Tip of the Month. W-2s and 1099s are being sent out, and scammers are posing as both employees and employers to collect Social Security and bank account information. Be wary of requests asking to change address or bank information through email alone. Businesses along the Gulf Coast trust Data Revolution for their cybersecurity and communications needs. Visit datarevs.com for more information. The cooler weather in Pensacola is a great time of the year for gardening. Whether it's planting roses, planting shrubs and trees and cool weather color, and of course, planning for spring. This is Mike Wiggins. If you've got gardening questions, we've got answers on the News Radio Garden Line every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesdays, then catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9. Sponsored by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping, Barnes Feed Store, and Lucky's Pine Straw. Local experts share their expertise on the Pensacola Expert Panel. It's Pep Talk on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Gallon gas 307, Florida's 311, Mississippi is 267, and California's 459. In Navarre, 267 everywhere. Lots of places have 267. 272 at the foot of the Garcon Point Bridge, 289 improper. 277 at the raceway in Milton, same at the P Ridge Murphy, 279 at the raceway going through pace on Nine Mile in Pensacola. 271 at the Walmart. The US 29 Murphy station has a price that I cannot see. Usually the best, though. This uh, thing is kind of funny sometimes. Uh, anyway, if you're coming in from the southwest side, it uh, looks like 276, the Shell Station on Cervantes. 656 News Radio 92.3. Jake has our traffic on the fives. Jake? Well, I'm not seeing any major slowdowns or accidents to report to you this morning. Uh, looks like Highway 98 east and westbound through Gulf Breeze and Navarre. No accidents reported there. If you're coming out of Milton this morning on Highway 90 through Pace, n- nothing slowing you down there. Highway 29 south through Cantonment looking good as well. Looks like in town here we've got uh, Chase Street, Gregory Street, Garden Street, Palafox all looking good. No slowdowns on Cervantes and Bayfront Parkway checks in without delays. This traffic report is brought to you by Fresh from Florida. Meal planning is work, so let Fresh from Florida help. Learn what's in season and browse hundreds of recipes at freshfromflorida.com. Eat healthier with Fresh from Florida. There's sunshine in every bite. If you see anything out there slowing you down, call or text our traffic tip line 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thank you, Jake. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? The Biden administration says several uh, federal student debt holders will be wiped clean or, or uh, the debt will be wiped clean for several people who took out this <laughs> yeah, small you, debt. Yeah. Oh, wow. Tomahawk <laughs> missiles versus the debt holders. Oh, All man. right. <laughs> 
I don't know it's what I'm funny. even saying. No, it's funny. Go on. I wake up too early in the morning, Andrew. I know you do, too. <laughs> we all uh, do. No, the, those who got less than $12,000 in federal student loans and have been paying them off for 10 years and are enrolled in the SAVE repayment program are going to see their student debt canceled immediately. Uh, the Education Department hasn't said how many people this will apply to just yet. There's a new bill in the House that would allow commercial pilots to make reports about UFO sightings to the federal government. The uh, bipartisan bill that was introduced this week comes after testimony from military officials about UFOs outmaneuvering jets. And looks like somebody's going to be uh, honored at the Basketball Hall of Fame this weekend. Who is it? I can't believe today was a good day. Ice Cube. That's right. When you think basketball, don't you think Ice Cube? Yeah, when I, when I, when I ask myself, who's the most baller? Oh, it's Ice Cube. Absolutely. Uh, he is being, uh, he's apparently the founder of the of Big Three, which is a three-on-three oh, summer basketball okay. league. I got it. Yep. Uh, so he's going to be honored this Sunday in Springfield, Massachusetts with, uh, they're calling it the Impact Award. All right. That, no, that's interesting. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about him in that connection, but that makes a little bit more sense. David, thanks so much for the update. All right. Future News Jake. Um, mm, yeah. Will $8 million be coming from the state to Baptist uh, after the conversation we just had with Alex Andrade? Seems a little doubtful now, no. I'm going to say yes because I think DC will give him what he needs. Okay. That's that's how I see this working out. HB1, will it pass? The one about 16 and under social media? I'm going to say yes. I think yes. Will it encounter problems and challenges in court? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. It most definitely will. We'll talk about that coming back. Local talk in the morning, 5 to 9, with Andrew McKay is on News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.